Democrats pack the Connecticut General Assembly. I think uh, the Democrat agenda is tone deaf. That's Kevin Kelly, the incoming Republican minority leader in the state Senate. His chamber is already run by a Democratic supermajority. The Democrats also nearly gained a supermajority in the House in the November election. Now Kelly, the rest of the Republicans, and Democratic Governor Ned Lamont will have to deal with a virtual one-party rule next legislative session. I'm Eban Udama, WSHU's senior political reporter. I try to make sense of local and national policy by talking to the people who are directly involved. Coming up on the next Capitol Avenue, we look at how Connecticut's Democratic governor will need support from Republican lawmakers to keep a Democratic supermajority in check. But first, while I have you, with all that's happening in the world today, there's never been a more important or impactful time for you to stand with WSHU by making a contribution today. Do your part at WSHU.org or call 800-777-9748. Tell them you heard this message on Capitol Avenue, and thank you. Connecticut's Democratic Governor Ned Lamont and the state's incoming legislative leaders have outlined their agenda for the 2020 legislative session that begins in January. Lamont gave his priorities shortly after the results of the November election showed that his party had gained seats in the General Assembly and would have a supermajority in the state Senate. But the governor says he will hold the line on taxes in negotiations to balance the state budget in the wake of the COVID-19 economic downturn. I thought the idea of the Connecticut jumping forward, raising taxes on our own, puts our state at a terrible competitive disadvantage right when we have the wind to our back. That's because more people have moved to Connecticut during the pandemic, increasing the state's tax rolls. Lamont says he wants to keep Connecticut competitive with neighboring states. He says that's why he'll support legalizing pot. It's already legal in Massachusetts, and New Jersey voters just approved it in November. New Jersey um, uh, has done this. Massachusetts is already legal. Rhode Island's looking at it. New York is looking at it. So I'll be talking to my fellow governors about what, if anything, we want to do on a regional basis. And then the uh, talking with the legislature as well. A thorny issue is finding a way to replenish the state's special transportation fund, which has been depleted because more efficient and fewer cars on the road during the pandemic means less gasoline tax revenues for the state. Lamont's proposal to reintroduce highway tolls to help fix the problem failed two years ago. I came up with my best solution for uh, what I thought was a transportation crisis. I think uh, COVID is only... Um, exacerbated that. You know that our gas tax revenues went down. We've been draining um, the transportation fund. Um, that said, we did get a lot of uh, CARES Act transportation money. We were able to do a lot of state of good repair work. Lawmakers like incoming House Speaker Matt Ritter, who supported Lamont's highway toll idea, say tolls are now a dead issue. I assumed when we were pushing for tolls in 2019 that the world was going to be like the world was. Well, the world changed a lot because of COVID. Ritter says that change includes less commuting. We basically predicated our entire system on getting people to New York as quickly as possible and back to Connecticut as quickly as possible. There's always going to be a need for trains to New York City. But I got to ask a question. You know why there's no traffic anymore? Because a lot of people are working from home. So I'm also not sure that the dollar value we were targeting 
is the same as it was maybe two years ago. The incoming House Speaker agrees that marijuana legalization would be on the agenda, but he says it has to go further than just legalization. I live in Hartford. I have friends who got in trouble for selling marijuana that I grew up with who were African-American. So we have to also think about the historic wrongs and the imbalances on the prosecution of marijuana. And I think it doesn't exist today as much as we've decriminalized it, but we could expunge records for marijuana if we legalized it. That's a big part of this bill, too. Incoming House Minority Leader Vincent Candelora, who will lead slightly fewer Republicans in his caucus next year, says opposition to marijuana is not a partisan issue in his caucus. We've had Democrats and Republicans on both sides of the issue. So um, I don't find it to be partisan. Uh, As somebody who has opposed the legislation, uh, my concern is the commercialization of marijuana. You are encouraging an enterprise of um, an illicit drug to be sold, an addicting drug, and and what impacts does that have on our, our kids and society? He says regulation of online sports betting will be on his agenda. You know, we're leaving money on the table, and so we need to take a look at it, uh, regulate it, and allow it to be part of the new sort of modernized method of gambling. Candelora says a stumbling block might be the state's gaming compact with Connecticut's two federally recognized Indian tribes, who run the Fuxwas Resorts and Mohegan Sun Casinos. And we need to have that conversation before we can move gaming forward. Kevin Kelly is the incoming Republican minority leader in the Senate. He, too, will have fewer members in his caucus in January. But he says that would not stop him from challenging the Democrats' agenda. Recreational marijuana tolls were not really envisioned uh, because, you know, smoking marijuana is a good social policy or that, you know, tolls will improve jobs and be an enhancement to our economic uh, well-being. He says his caucus will push for what he says are things that really affect Connecticut families, like jobs and education. Kelly gives the example of a proposal to reduce health insurance premiums by 20% that Republicans have championed for the past two years. 20% could be a four or five hundred dollar reduction. Couldn't every middle class family in Connecticut Uh, enjoy a four or five hundred dollar reduction. Senate President Martin Looney says health care is also a top priority for his Democratic caucus, who now have a 24 to 12 seat advantage in the Senate. However, their priority would be for a public option. Without high deductibles, uh, that's going to be critically important, especially if if the federal uh, ACA is uh, is weakened or damaged or uh, undermined in any way by the U.S. Supreme Court. He also believes that the reform of local property taxes should be on the agenda. It is the local property tax that people find the most burdensome tax in Connecticut. Homeowners pay high taxes in Connecticut's major cities because a lot of property on their grand list are owned by hospitals, colleges, and other tax-exempt institutions. The state compensates municipalities for such losses through a program called Payments in Lieu of Taxes, or PILOT. Looney says the state needs to provide more financial assistance to cities. And I think we need to do that in a number of ways uh, by uh, changing the, uh, the way in which the PILOT program is, uh, is funded and uh, prioritized. What should top the 2021 legislative agenda? If you ask Governor Ned Lamont, he says, hold the line on taxes to make sure Connecticut remains competitive with its neighbors 
and count on President-elect Joe Biden's administration to get Congress to approve a stimulus package for state and local governments. Vice President Biden's been pretty clear about the fact that he would make state and local aid part of his package, which I think will be very helpful for all of our states, all 50 of them, and keep this uh, country from going into a deeper recession. If you ask the incoming Democrats in charge, hold the line on taxes, but there should be some wiggle room. I'm not saying that we are we are not willing to look at all options on the revenue side, but it's a last recourse. If you ask incoming Republicans in the minority, come to think of it, taxes is something they in Lamont can agree on. I think there's opportunities for us to be aligned on issues with him. I think he understands financing. This is Capitol Avenue from WSHU Public Radio making sense of local and national policy by talking to the people who are directly involved. By listening to WSHU in your podcast feed, you're avoiding our current pledge drive, but we don't avoid the cost of bringing you news and context without bias. Go online to WSHU.org and contribute today and tell them you heard this message on Capitol Avenue. This podcast was produced by J.D. Allen. WSHU's web editor is Dave Eisenstadter. Terry Sheridan is WSHU's news director. And Tom Kuzer is WSHU's program director. I'm Ebong Udama. Thanks for listening. Until next time.